Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Hello, Thunder fans. Uh, That was a fun game. It was funner than it probably should have been. Um, you know, more tense than we hoped it would be. But it was a nice up and down pace for most of it. Very competitive, pretty fiery. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty satisfying for the fans, I guess. I bet it was very satisfying for one Paul George, who in his first trip back to Los Angeles after quote unquote shunning them in free agency absolutely had his way with the depleted squad the fans came out from the introductions booing paul george which is something we kind of expected what i was on the fence about is whether or not they were going to boo him on every touch and they did but i don't know it seemed more like a situation from the start to me where they were booing because booing is fun and booing is fun but their hearts weren't fully in it, I don't think, at the beginning anyways, because as soon as Paul George started knocking down some shots, they hushed up pretty quick. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, the Thunder won 107-100 to against a Lakers squad with no LeBron James, no Rajon Rondo, and no Kyle Kuzma for the second half. So they were pretty depleted. Um, the Thunder were out, out without Alex Zabrinas who missed the game for personal reasons that we still don't know what that's all about. Uh, All right, so that's kind of the setup. And if you didn't get to watch the game, Thunder fans, you don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. actually started this game five for five from the free throw line which was amazing and would not keep happening (laughs) it was the theme of this game we were just sitting around watching both teams clank free throws that was no fun uh javel mcgee was pretty good right out of the gates pretty good throughout the game really with a couple blocks immediately he was impactful and i kind of think they might have been better off if they had played him more than tyson chandler 
especially down the stretch. He did end up with the most minutes of any of their centers, but I don't think they needed a three-center rotation in this one. They should have just kind of rode McGee. He was having some really good minutes out there. Uh, Hart came out missing a bunch of threes. He would end up making a couple down the stretch, or just one actually. Um, but he was over his first six, I think. The problem in the first quarter was that PG picked up three fouls in the first. Uh, the first two were a little bit questionable, but the third one was just really dumb by him. He was sitting on two fouls, and he just absolutely reached in, and it was a clear foul. He complained, but more out of anger for himself, I think. So he left with three minutes in the first with three fouls. It didn't really impact his minutes too much. Uh, Billy Donovan managed that really well. He still ended up with 34 minutes, and the Thunder needed almost every one of them. Um, the first quarter ended tied 25-25 to after a Jeremy Grant three and then a really also dumb Dennis Schroeder foul in the backcourt, like uh, just a really, really bad foul to give them two free throws to tie the game. At the beginning of the second, Abdul Nader came out Hit a three, hit a two, a little personal 5-0 run, which we would see again later in the game. Uh, Lonzo Ball is really good at defense. <laughs> I know that's not, uh, I'm not breaking any news there, but he's really, really solid, really long, really athletic. If he can ever learn how to shoot, they've gonna, they're going to have a really solid player on their hands. Uh, there was a little stretch there. Oklahoma City could not get a foul call. I don't know. I feel like the Lakers were allowed to be a little bit more physical with the Thunder than the Thunder were allowed to be to them. I mean, look, just because the guys are skinny doesn't mean a shove from them can't affect the game. So you might need to call some of those on them. Contavious Caldwell-Pope was absolutely on fire tonight. Uh, He ended up 5 for 11 from 3, 6 for 14 from the floor, 8 for 10 free throws for 25 points. He actually had 18 of those 25 points in the first half, so everything he put up was going in. There was a a funny stretch in the first half where Russ was probably fouled driving baseline um, and trying to challenge, uh, I don't remember if it was Tyson Chandler or JaVale McGee, one of their tall, skinny centers, and he was probably fouled. Um, He probably should have gotten a technical, too. Billy Donovan picked it up. He distracted the refs and picked up a technical foul during the dead ball where Russ pulled a Rudy Gobert and slapped a water bottle off the table. I saw Rudy Gobert actually tweeted that it was weak. So, <laughs> you know, I like Rudy Gobert. He has a good sense of humor. But I don't know. Can they uh, Can they retroactively call a technical foul? I know they can retroactively take them away. Um if they can, Russ is probably going to get one tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Like I was saying earlier, I don't think the fans' heart was fully in booing Paul George every time he touched it. There was one moment where he crossed over Contavious Caldwell-Pope and made him stumble. He did miss the shot, but the fans, they just couldn't help themselves. They did the ooh, just just like they would for any other player. Again, I just I think ooing and booing are fun. And they're just doing it to have fun. So I'm not going to give them too much grief about it. Um, I'll give them grief about something else, but hang tight for that. Uh, In the second quarter, Paul George hit a two. Paul George hit a three. And the Thunder kind of took control for a little bit. But then Los Angeles went on an 8-0 run on their own. Um, Lance Stevenson is really fun to watch, but I really don't like the guy. Um, 
from his personal life to just his overall attitude. I am not a fan. I am not a fan of his antics or his persona. So, less Lance for me. Thank you very much. That 8 run put the Lakers up 54-57 to with a minute left. And then Dennis Schroeder hit a three. While it wasn't a catch and shoot, it was off two or three jab steps. He did not dribble, so my mantra of no Dennis Schroeder off the dribble threes holds. Uh, Paul George had an awesome handle when Lance was pressuring him out by half court and ended up getting a nice fading, I don't know, running, fading, fouled, floating bucket and one missed the free throw. But in probably the best moment of the game, Russ did Lance's little air guitar at him very obnoxiously, and I, I think it was wonderful. <laughs> Lance didn't uh, come over and say anything. So at the half, the Thunder had the lead by two, 59-57. Paul George had 17 points at the half. He also had zero rebounds and zero assists, which was odd. He was 8 for 15 from the floor. Russ had 8, 9, and 9 on 2 for 12. Ooh, shooting. Steven Adams had 11, 9, and 3 assists. He's been spreading the ball out a little bit. And then, like I said before, KCP had 18 points. He shot 8 free throws in the first half. Kind of weird. You know, I, I don't think I've mentioned Kyle Kuzma's name yet. In the TiVo portion, anyways. He only had 4 points. Uh, and then he was out for the second half, so fairly ineffectual in his minutes. He was allowed to play. Um, the Thunder lost the third quarter 4-0 to zero for the first two and a half minutes. That's, be, that's been a thing that's happened a lot lately where the Thunder just haven't been able to score for the first few minutes of the third quarter. Um, I don't know what that's all about. I hope it, hope it doesn't keep happening because it really hurts your chance to win when the other team comes out and gains some momentum to start the second half. Uh, at that point in the game, Russ had eight points, 11 rebounds, and nine assists on two for 14 shooting. And I jotted that down because I was like, ooh, this is about to get better and it'll be a good story. It didn't. It didn't get better. Um, the interesting thing is how he was able to still impact the game, and that's something he brags about, but it's going to be nice when some of those shots go in. Uh, Paul George hit a fadeaway and then an amazing three-pointer. He started to get kind of cocky at that point. Uh, I have a note here that just says, Brandon Ingram is tall. He's one of those guys that doesn't look as tall as he is. He kind of runs a little crouched over, but then when he stretches out and shoots that jumper, especially from the mid-range, kind of a kind of a Sean Livingston effect where just nobody can get a hand in it. Um, I think the closest we had anybody to blocking one of his mid-ranges was Dennis Schroeder, honestly, because he has long arms, but also probably because uh, Ingram just knew he didn't have a shot at blocking it so just shot it when they were chest to chest basically russ's two for 14 quickly turned into two for 18 he had multiple air balls he had multiple air balls that were like not even close he got blocked at the rim at least twice it was a ooh game from russell westbrook just just bad shooting to be clear really bad shooting after the Thunder went 5-for-23 from the field in the third quarter, they ended up trailing going into the fourth by four, 78 to 
At that point, they were shooting 37.2% from the field. At the beginning of the fourth, much as at the beginning of the second, Abdul Nader came out with a two-point bucket and then a three-point bucket. He might be a guy. Shout out Andrew Schlecht for that terminology, but he might be a guy. Like, I think the Thunder might have been better off giving him the minutes that TLC got at the beginning. Uh, TLC did not get to play. Uh, he was well publicized as being out on the town with the Kardashians last night. So he might not have been in good shape to play. I'm sure he got into some mischief the night before. Um, Noel made a real difference at the beginning of the fourth. He was catching lobs. He finished one. He got fouled on one. He was getting rebounds, tough rebounds. He had a block. He had a floater. Then Dennis Schroeder had a floater. And then he spanked himself, which I just love. Dennis Schroeder's great. He's, he's one of the more entertaining players on this team. However, he did miss three consecutive free throws, um, made the fourth. But he's one of the better free throw shooters on our team. And if he's going to be missing free throws, we're just <laughs> we're doomed. Uh, the bench, though, they managed to build up a six-point lead for Russ to check back in, coming from a four-point deficit going into the fourth. So... Uh, you know, that that something that happened in the game that the Thunder lost to Dallas over that same stretch. Now, that was a weird lineup. That was Schroeder and Felton. But this more standard bench lineup did a really good job. More on them later. Uh, much like Schroeder, Lonzo Ball missed three consecutive free throws. And going with the theme of the night, booing is fun. And the crowd got a little overexcited and they started booing Lonzo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking I am cracking up I was cracking up he they were booing on their own player and I know he's like well look he's a 49% free throw shooter or something he's he's terrible at it that's not something you boo you boo a 90% free throw shooter who's missed three in a row a 49% free throw shooter you just are like yeah that's about right <laughs> so they were just in the mood to boo i guess he did make the fourth again like Schroeder. um ferguson had an interesting stretch where he totally bricked two consecutive three-pointers on the same trip down the court uh, just really bad misses and then came down to the other end and <laughs> there's no way i could line he fouled Josh Hart driving to the basket. He almost jumped over him. <laughs> he, he's lucky he didn't break his neck. He, he j- jumped right at Josh Hart, head high to the rim, hit Josh Hart with his hips and rose a little more and then just plummeted to the ground. And he almost fractured his wrist. He's lucky he didn't get hurt. But the thing is, I don't even know what his plan was. Like, he did not take a reasonable path to get a blocked shot. <laughs> for him to block that shot josh hart would have had to like shoot a floater or something so it was i don't know it was a bad plan and he's lucky he didn't die for it right after that paul george right on cue hit a step back two and then drove in for a layup and then tyson chandler punched terrence ferguson in the face <laughs> i guess he got a little bit of the ball but with a fist and look one of the original rules of basketball is you can't punch the basketball so even if he hadn't it should have been a penalty um and you know i was a little bit surprised that nobody got heated with tyson chandler uh 
Terrence Ferguson got up a little wobbly and went immediately to the locker room. And the game was pretty much over at that point. Paul George got a dunk, and then the teams traded garbage, garbage time buckets. And the game ended 107-100. to 100. The Thunder won on the back of a 29-18 fourth quarter. That defense was just flying all over the place. Um, I know they didn't really have many scoring threats, but the Thunder were doing a great job of shutting down the ones they did have. To end the game, Paul George with 37, four rebounds, two assists, four steals on 15 of 29 shooting. Russell Westbrook, 14 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, two blocks. Get ready for this. Brace yourselves. Are you ready? Three for 20 from the field. Ugh. Three for 20. Yeah, that's that's not good. Um, 15%. I'm not even going to look that up. That's 15%. The cool thing was they had Jeremy Grant, Stephen Adams, Abdul Nader, Jeremy Schroeder, all in double-digit scoring, which is something this team hasn't had in the past. Now, Schroeder wasn't efficient. He was 4 for 13 for his 10 points. Um, Nader was good. Six field goal attempts for his 10 points. Steven Adams ended up with 14 on 10 attempts. He also had 15 boards. Pretty cool. And then Jeremy Grant had 13 points on 10 field goal attempts. He was only one for four from three. But you know how those small shooting attempts go. If he was two for four, that would be awesome. He missed one. Like, we're going to average that all out, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to wash. He was 100% from the free throw line for two for two, so that's nice. Um, one thing really encouraging, I think, about Jeremy Grant's game was seven rebounds. Over the last couple weeks, the Thunder have struggled on the boards, which is something really odd for this team, and one person that you could point a finger at, not that I ever would, would be Jeremy Grant for – not quite pulling his weight on the glass. So to see him get seven rebounds is a good sign. All in all, it was a good win on the road against an injured team, but a playoff team. Um, You know, anytime you can go on the road, and regardless of who you're playing, if you shoot 37.5% from the field, 22.6% from three, and 64.5% from the free throw line, and you walk out with a comfortable seven-point win that was really a ten-point win, you'll take that. Uh, You can control playing good defense. You can control holding a team to 100, really 97 points. Um, I just say that because they took some garbage time shots that happened to go in when the Thunder had stopped playing defense. So if you can go win a game on the road like that, then it's a win, you know, like, and I don't mean you won the game. So it's a win. I mean, that's, that's a victory in the team sense that you were able to overcome detrimental shooting and take advantage of your skills of your um, strengths as a team, which is on the defensive end and lock the other team down enough to get a win. And honestly, I never felt like this game was really in doubt there was that little point where they got behind by four, but there was never a moment where I was like, ah, we're not, we're, we're not probably not going to just make a run and take this game over. So good win by the Thunder, um, especially considering what 
Paul George's interests were going into this one. He obviously really wanted this one. And, okay, so I mentioned earlier that I thought the Lakers fans were just having fun booing Paul George, and I do think that's true for most of them. I also think that there is a subsection of those fans who really is just hurt by Paul George's decision. And look, as a, as a fan of a team who has been hurt by a decision in the past, I kind of get it, but at the same time, so he's shooting, he's shooting actually the flagrant free throws for Terrence Ferguson getting punched in the face because on a flagrant foul, you get to pick your shooter. That seems reasonable to me. (laughs) And so he's shooting those free throws and there was a smattering of a chant that broke out, which was, we don't need you. Don't you, Lakers fans? Look, I know LeBron's missed a few games, but you're sitting at eighth in the West right now. Russell Westbrook's missed more games than LeBron has, and we're comfortably in third. Don't you need him? <laughs> I mean, it's something that you, it's something that you would text a girl who cheated on you, you know? You'd be like, I don't need you anyways. I'm going to be fine. I'm a strong, independent man. But the thing is, he didn't cheat on them. He, like, flirted with them at a party one time. (laughs) He was just like, he gave them a fake number one time at a party, if you want to call it that. And they're like, oh, my God, my heart. I'm so hurt. (laughs) And it's just hilarious to me. Like, we don't need you. But the funny thing is, it's not like they're in some great relationship with some other guy. Sure, they got a hot girl, but they're not doing so hot. Like, again, eighth in the West right now. And we'll see how it shakes out. But for you to be getting beat by a team when the guy that you're chanting off goes off on that night and just scores all the points for your opponent and you're sitting at eighth in the West, five spots below his team, I don't think that's the time nor is it the place for you to be chanting, we don't need you. Get it together, Lakers fans. So, now that I got that off my chest, it is time to award the Academy Award for Player of the Game. The Player of the Game goes to Paul George. Come on. This isn't complicated. Dude had 37 points. I loved how the Thunder knew that this was a good night for him. You know what, actually? I don't know if the reason for his 29 shot attempts was actually because they were trying to feed him for him to have some moral victory over the girl he was never interested in. Uh, I think they just recognized that he was on fire, that he was the only person on the team who was on fire, and they just fed him. And that's a sign of progress for this team to recognize the hot hand and just feed the hot hand. Um, I think that would have happened had Jeremy Grant gone off for a couple threes in the first half. I think they would have fed it to him. But the guy was Paul George, and (laughs) who are we kidding? The guy has been Paul George basically all season. So, you know, it it had to feel good for him. Uh, I'm sure he had family in the audience. Unfortunately for Russell Westbrook, I'm sure he had family in the audience too, and he's probably not super happy about it. But Paul George really just stepped up and showed his hashtag MVPG self to the world. So for that, congratulations again to Paul George. 
for player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get I a bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Like, yeah. Whatever. All right, so I got a couple things to wrap up here. I'm going to get to my favorite unit from the game, but slightly before I do that, I'm going to challenge a couple of the NBA's rules or, or make a couple suggestions to the NBA. Now, if you know me in any capacity, you know that I am a fan of referees. I've refereed some basketball up here in Washington. I think they do an excellent job, and I think that needling them for a missed call here and there or a bad game even here and there is is not a good thing. So I'm not going to complain about any calls they made. I'm going to complain about a couple of rules that I think should be changed. The first of which is the hanging on the rim technical. Now look, the one that they called on Paul George, and I know he slaps the glass 70% of the times he dunks the ball, but this one was a little bit different because he did like a chin up. He kind of tried to touch his chest to the rim and then he slapped the backboard with both hands. So I'm fine with the call. I, I just question why it's even a rule. Why shouldn't players be allowed to hang on the rim? Who's being harmed by that? Who doesn't enjoy that? Like, it was. It's like the NFL with their um, end zone celebration rules, and nobody was happy about that. And now that you can do end zone celebration, everybody loves it. It's so neat. I want to see guys doing backflips off the rim. Why not? Hashtag why not? You know. So that's my first one. The second one is. Like I mentioned earlier, Tyson Chandler punched Terrence Ferguson in the head, and Terrence Ferguson got up a little woozy, went straight to the locker room. In my opinion, if you injure someone via a flagrant foul, so a foul that is by definition unnecessary, overly forceful, illegal, a foul outside the game of basketball, in my opinion, if you hurt somebody, you're obligated to miss as much time as they miss. Now, obviously, there's fall back because you have to get doctors involved and make sure that the player is really injured so that teams don't take advantage of it. Say if Russ flagrant fouled whoever bad player and then they were just like, yeah, he's out for the season. So the other team would be able to send doctors too. Um, so there's kinks to work out with that, but I don't think it's fair that a guy can punch a guy in the face. That guy goes to the locker room and then he gets to stay in the game. Um, and Look, Terrence Ferguson has had concussions before. There's a non-zero chance that he might have to miss a few games. Um, so for Tyson Chandler to just be out there roaming the streets after knocking our guy out is questionable to me. So that wraps up the ref corner. Now we're going to get to my favorite unit from the game. We're supposed to be a unit. <laughs> And I'm going to make this one fairly quick. My unit of the game is Dennis Schroeder, Hamadou Diallo, Abdul Nader, Patrick Patterson, and Nerlens Noel. Uh, they were the unit that made up 10 points from the end of the third to the start of the fourth. Um, look, again, I never thought this game was in any doubt. But for the starters to be able to come back in with a lead to solidify rather than having to make a comeback, if nothing else, it saved our guys some energy. So I'm just really pr proud of that lineup. Um, 
it's something that we thought would be a strength for the Thunder coming into the season, and in stretches, it's turned out to be that. So congratulations to the only five bench players who played in this game for Oklahoma City on my favorite unit. All right, so I'm going to do a little brief forecast for you for the Thunder's next game. It is on Friday at Portland. It's a late game just like it was tonight. Uh, You know, doom and gloom, we're going into Portland. We haven't won there in forever in a day. I think if we were ever going to get it, we're going to get it this time. I feel pretty good about this game. I think Russ is going to come out. We've seen the we've seen the highs and lows. They've been every other game. I think he's going to come out like gangbusters. He always gets up for games against Damian Lillard, and they just don't have anybody for Paul George. So, I think I feel pretty good about this one. Um, as good as you can going to a place you never win. So, let's hope the Thunder can pull this one out. Anyway, thanks for listening to this recap. You can find us at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter. You can find this recap and all the recaps on thundersintentions.com. You can find all the podcasts on now that's thunderbasketball.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And as always, Thunder up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.